1: guys welcome back to the podcast welcome back to unwinding how are we doing I'm great thank you so much listen last week was just like not my week really but this week has been so much better and I think I owe that to drinking more water and staying away from fuckboys. um no I'm kidding honestly last week I actually I did none of those things (laughs) um last week I fell off and I will say I have been off my morning routine, and if you guys know me or you've been following me for a little bit, then you know a bitch loves her morning routine, okay? So, I don't know why I, like, stopped. I don't know. I got kind of lazy, so... I've slowly started doing like my little morning things again and finding what I enjoy because it's honestly constantly changing. But I will say I had like three weeks where I just like got up, you know, did my skincare, got dressed and then immediately, excuse me, and immediately started working, which is because I was just like so excited to get to work, which is great and all, but that is like a one-way ticket to burnout. You feel me? So we have not been doing that. And instead I've been taking my time in the morning, even if that means having 10 minutes to myself or 20 minutes to myself to literally wake up, prep my brain and do something chill before a full day of work, you know? And I really feel like it's made the biggest difference so anywho I guess this is just your little reminder to give yourself space in the morning to do something that makes you happy whatever that is something that brings you peace something that makes you feel calm before a day of work and caffeine and technology you know what I'm saying um okay so let's talk about this beautiful fucking episode that I have for you we have Mel on I'm sorry I don't know what's wrong with my throat um We have Mel on the podcast today, and we are new Instagram friends, but after this conversation, I truly feel like I could talk to her for hours about literally anything. Actually, we're not, like, new Instagram friends if we're being specific. Like, I've been following her for a a little bit, honestly, and just, like, adored her from afar, and then um I think we both one. I think it was me who, who messaged her and was like oh my god I love your TikTok or I love your stories or something and she was like oh my god I love your stories and then we just it was the rest was history you know um and then in our conversation we just realized that we have so many things in common and we've been through a lot of similar things and feel very similar similarly about so many different topics which you'll hear about all which you will hear all about in our conversation Um, and yeah I mean our chat centers around confidence and just cultivating more of that but we also explore you know how it's so tied to mental health and how we both have journeys with that we get into my eating disorder and kind of talk about body image and how confidence and gender have such a big role and just like so much more I just love 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 how this conversation just like everywhere it went I truly like know you guys are going to love it I'm so excited so get ready for a very very vulnerable episode and I can't wait to hear what you guys think oh also be sure to follow Mel on TikTok and on Instagram and I think those are her two main things so I will link her instagram her tiktok be sure to give her some love i lo- i honestly like you guys will love her okay you will love her if you don't follow her already okay love you guys also give me some love because you know a bitch is um a, uh what's the word i need attention okay um i'm just kidding but like you know give me some love too okay love you guys bye hello welcome to the podcast how are we doing
0: doing good saturday so um, we're happy Yes. Here? Oh my gosh. So <laughs> I
1: don't know. I don't know if you have heard, but I really don't like introductions because I personally hate introducing myself and I just don't fuck with icebreakers. Um, so that's why I like to intro people by myself, you know, but I'm just going to let you say your name Kay. where you're at. Mm-hmm. And if you're you're not drinking anything right now, are you?
0: Mm-mm. No. Okay. So just tell caffeinated. us your name um, and how you are. Yeah. My name is Melanie. I'm really good. I'm so excited to be here. I'm like such an Instagram fangirl of yours. And Dude,
1: say I love that we realized it at the, I was it me. I think it was me who I was I was like, I'm obsessed with you. And you were like, I love you too. I was
0: like, oh, I, lo- I love that I loved that so much because it just it made me think that we never know who is like watching Not. you and is a fan of you. And um I think that what I said to you was like I love watching your stories and like watching your stories motivates me to post more in my stories and then you were like I love yours and yeah I just think yeah. you never know you, I don't know you always think that you're admiring someone and they don't even notice you or know who you are and it's yeah. just like if that tells us anything a lot of times it's like people are sort of fangirling over you and you don't even know have no until idea. Yeah. obviously it's nice when you get to chat about it so yeah I'm just so excited to be here um I what a intro. I live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Love it. I, I love. Are you from? Are you Canadian? Yeah.
1: I love Canadians. I swear, I need to move to Canada because you guys are just so nice. Like you guys we are so are. nice.
0: We really are. And I
1: just, you know, I just don't fuck with this shit sometimes. That's Sorry, so you know, funny. I swear like
0: crazy. So I know, just... I love that too. I'm like definitely okay, cool. a uh, a swearer as well, but I feel like I edit myself all the time, like on social for work. How do you do? Teach me. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. So I need to do that. I was listening to a couple of your episodes earlier today, and I was like, okay, Mel, like take your swear filter off. Like we it we can take it off for this (laughs) for this interview. But it's Dude, that's it's it's so funny you say that though, because
1: when I started out on Instagram, I thought about that heavily, you know, because I was like, fuck. Like see, like it's (laughs) it's who I am. Mm -hmm. Like I love it. Truly it's who I am. Obviously I don't s i s I don't speak like this when I'm in a meeting. I don't speak like this in professional settings. Like I'm not a moron. You know? But if we're friends and I feel comfortable, this is who I am. Totally. And um my dad also had a really foul mouth, so I know that's where I get it from. My mom is, like, a saint, so it's, like, really funny. But um, when I started on Instagram, I was like, fuck, like, do I, like, swear? What if mm-hmm. brands don't want to work with me if I swear? And I'm sure that – I'm sure, you know, I'm sure – I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I'm sure there have probably been brands that are, like, no, like, we'd prefer someone a little more
0: conservative or yeah. a little cleaner. Sometimes, like, like that's big totally brands. Fine. Yeah, that have – Yeah,
1: which, you know – it is what it rules, is, and yeah. I remember s- someone said to me once. They were like, "Aren't you scared?" I I thank God, knock on wood, I don't have any wood near me. Um, don't get mean comments on Instagram. Like people are very nice to me. TikTok is a whole other thing, oh which God. we can talk about. Yeah. But um, <laughs> and so I I got this comment, which it wasn't mean, but it was just I had never thought about it. And she was kind of like, she was like, "Aren't you scared that brands aren't gonna work gonna work with you because of how much you swear?" And that's where I was like, you know what? Like if I'm gonna show up online. The only way I know how to do that is by just being who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I've I, worked way too hard at even, like, trying to figure out who I am and now to, like, have to cover a huge part of me, which is, like, the way I speak, my personality. Like, it's, you know, I, I don't know if I want to do that. So, yeah, I might lose opportunities. That's fine, you know? They're probably not going to be for me anyway because the way mm-hmm. that I would talk about them and the way that I would showcase them – it probably wouldn't be even genuine. I don't know. Does does this even make
0: sense? Oh, yeah, totally makes Um, sense. Well, you're passionate. It's part of your personality. And I agree, like the brands that you want to work with, I just feel like they have to be accepting of that. And also it shouldn't come as a surprise them if they want to work with you. And like, like, they should be consuming your content and it'll become evident right off the bat. Like, I do feel like there's sort of people who swear on their social media and then, people who don't like it's kind of like you either kind of do or you don't
1: yeah Um, yeah or some that do it very sparingly yeah right
0: I don't know I think you've inspired me to like start swearing (laughs) <laughs> I like Fuck, I, will off- I will often I will often write swears but even still sometimes I do the little like asterisk thing but it's like in my real oh I've life, been doing that I, I've i been doing that too yeah, yeah like I'm I I swear too. all the time and like I'll be in public and I'll be just talking normally and then my boyfriend will be like there's a child like right next to you and I'll be like oh my god <laughs> it's just I, think, I can't, you know I think I can't censor it at the
1: end of the day yeah I think at the end of the day like there's a time and place for everything and I think if I was trying to be the poster child, is that the right expression? The, yeah. If, I was, if, if I you were trying, to be, like trying to be like a goody
0: two-shoes role right, model. Right, if I was trying to
1: be like... Exactly. If I was trying to like... I don't know. I think the direction that I'm going, I think I'm allowed to like... Absolutely. Because I think it's so reliant on my personality. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm not a model. I'm not a skin, like, aesthetician. like... You know? Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So... I want to start by asking you a question. And my question is, if somebody asked you, and I know this is a complicated answer, but just okay. give me like a point blank answer and then we'll elaborate. If someone asks you, asked you, do you feel right now, Mel, today, what day is it? April 10th, Saturday, 3.42. It's 2.42 where you are, right? Or one forty two. Anyway. Okay, one forty two. If someone asked you, are you a confident person? What do you
0: say? Yeah, I would say yes. Um, and- okay. Have you always been a confident person? No, and also I was thinking about this, like I was just driving this morning and I started thinking, and I think that I, I'm i a con- confident person that is also insecure. Like I, I Same. am a very insecure, confident person, but it doesn't be, just because I have insecurities doesn't take away from my confidence. And I think yes. that that's something that I'm excited to talk to you more about because I think that people mm-hmm. think if you identify as a confident person, you're confident, then that means that you love everything about yourself. You don't struggle. You don't have insecurities. But I think in general, though, I would say I think I, I have been a confident person for pretty much my whole life. But again, there's been times where I've really struggled with insecurities and then times yeah. where I've been a bit better. But I think my general attitude has always been like I've always kind of fucked with myself <laughs> because I've that. always... I just think I've always had to, like, I don't know. You only have one life, one it, body, one do you mind. Think,
1: yes. And this interests me. Like people just fascinate me so much because I'm like, do you think since you, since you feel like you've been confident forever, do you think that? goes into the way you were raised and like what you saw from your parents and like what they told you about that or were there like not conversations about that were you just like a confident bitch out of the womb you were like (laughs) bad bitch you know what I mean yeah no
0: definitely um yeah I think my parents were pretty neutral to be honest like I think there's when you're growing up you could either have situations where you know you were maybe you were bullied or teased at school and maybe your parents even didn't raise you up like maybe they were I mean hopefully not, but maybe you were like in an abusive household or something like that really brought you down as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think that there's um, parents and upbringings where they're really teaching you about confidence and self-love and accepting yourself and um, being very intentional about having those conversations, which I think is if, if and when I become a parent, I want to be that I think I want to be that parent Um, but I think almost lucky for me I think I was kind of in the middle where it was just neutral like I wasn't I don't feel like I was put down at all but I also feel like we didn't have those conversations of accepting yourself and those were all things that I learned myself like into my 20s not even you know I think the teen years like many people I, I did really struggle with 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 confidence and body image and same. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I was, it was pretty neutral. So I think it was all things that I experienced, um, as a young person that I sort of had to build up that foundation for myself, having like gone through some stuff. Um, and I'm ha- I'm kind of happy that that happened because now that I'm in my twenties and now like in my late twenties, um, I feel like, yeah, I've, I've gone through a lot. I've worked on a lot and now I feel like I'm in the place where I can definitely say, I feel confident there's things i struggle with but as you asked me are you confident right here right now yeah and it feels good to say that that because a lot of times and people sometimes would be like well yeah i'm confident but doesn't mean that i'm full of myself and i'm like no we as a society we struggle so much with insecurities and being so hard on ourselves that i would much rather you be like i'm the hottest bitch alive same then like I will never see someone like that and think wow they're vain I would rather you be on that spectrum because that's so needed we're all so insecure and hard on ourselves yes
1: I love that you said that because it's almost like we're and I think women too just because of societal norms and just like what's been going on for so long that we're afraid to showcase that and Mm -hmm. to admit that we're confident and we don't want to make anyone else feel uncomfortable with our confidence or we don't want to, you know, intimidate someone with our confidence or we don't, we don't want to come off as conceited because God forbid we love ourselves. Right. (laughs) Because we live in a society that literally profits off of us not loving ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so when you do show up and you are confident and you, and you say like, I love myself. Like that doesn't mean that's what, that's like the biggest misconception is like, and that's what it took me so long to understand. And it's so simple. But loving yourself or accepting yourself and being confident, that doesn't mean you're not a human and you don't struggle with shit. Like that's not, they're not, it's not just one thing. We can be multifaceted humans that feel confident, but also have things that they're working on at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I finally, like I, I turned 28 this year and I finally, like And I, people are probably rolling their eyes because I've been saying this in the last few episodes, but you know what? Fuck it. Like I can finally say this, that I finally feel confident. Like it took me 28 years to even just step into confidence. I'm not saying I'm like, you know, fully there because I don't believe there's a destination. And I think that's also a misconception. I think people think you like get there and that's it. Mm -hmm. No bitch. Like it's, you work on this, like you work on this every day and you cultivate it. Right. Yeah. And so I'm, like, so proud of myself that I can finally say, like, I finally feel confident. Does that mean I don't struggle? No. Does that mean I don't have insecurities? No. Like, it's okay to have all these things and admit to yourself or to anyone that you do have confidence, right? And and that's, like, I don't want anyone to, like, don't be scared of admitting that because mm-hmm. you're scared of the reaction from people because, like you said, we need more of it. We need more of right. it because I think confidence is infectious I think people's energy like I pick up people's energy very quickly I I am I'm what you call an empath you know Mm -hmm. that's like a thing Mm -hmm. but it's true like I really do pick up a people people either drain me or they fill me up or whatever it is and I think confidence and like just more upbeat energy as a whole and uplifting energy as a whole is so needed especially online
0: yeah. Well, you know? first of all, congrats on feeling like Thank you're you. finally <laughs> at the point where you can see you're confident. And then I think just as, um, you know, inspiration or motivation to people that like, it does take a long time and it is something yes. that is a journey and you take two steps forward and then like five steps back oh, and yeah. you just keep on oh, working yeah. at it. But, um, mm-hmm. it is something that's so worth, like, it's very, as you said, like, it's very helpful to others. Like people might see yeah. you being confident in yourself and loving yourself as, selfish or vain or whatever but it's actually very helpful to others because when you're really struggling and you're not confident like you project that shit onto other people and when you're whether you realize it or not yeah and like you have to be responsible for your energy and if you're Mm -hmm. if you're not feeling comfortable with yourself like that experience translate into other people's lives as well and I agree I think um I think one of the reasons why I like that I'm confident in myself is, and I i think I, I'm pretty sure I've gotten this feedback from people where they see me being confident in myself, but also, you know, accepting my flaws and being like, you know, it's it's okay. And, um, and then it makes them think that they can do the same. And I just always, like, right. I'm a very open-minded and accepting person. Like, I've kind of always been that way, where
1: yeah.
0: I've been very understanding and accepting of other people's whatever life they choose to live or like whatever differences they are. Like I've, I don't know what it is. I've just always had this thing where that's I'm a great thing. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things I love about myself. And so if I'm going to be open and accepting other to other people, then like I have to be open and accepting to myself and like, that's yeah. where it starts. And I think a lot of times people, it is easier to be accepting of others and to walk other people it's through their crazy. problems. And yeah. God, I'm the queen of telling people advice and like not taking it myself. Um, it's just easier to do that
1: a hundred percent and that's like it's so fucked up right it's like why can i put someone else on a pedestal like this Mm -hmm. you know some loser from hinge who's six three and all (laughs) i saw was six three i'm like okay cool like he gets a pedestal and like no like scott does not get a pedestal but like i don't know who scott is i always use that name i'm sorry to anyone named scott i'm sure you're great but that's just like the name i love the name that always comes to my mind um it's so easy to put up someone to bring someone up and to uplift someone. Yeah. But people put themselves bottom on the list. And I know it's so cliche, but it truly is, like, I I finally see it to be true that put yourself as number one on that list, whatever that means to you, however that looks to you. And every single person that's also on that list is going to benefit even more yes. from you putting yourself first. Exactly. And the other thing I wanted to say before I forget is that when you said that someone might not be receptive to your confidence or to you loving yourself or mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're that bad bitch energy let's just say yeah that's a them problem mm-hmm. first of all and second of all I've been there I've been that person where someone's confidence um makes me feel some kind of way and this is I've years been there ago. too
0: yeah where it's, it's made me feel you're you're kind yeah, of yeah it's
1: made me feel something mm-hmm. and it's that's something if you're if you're feeling that I advise you to be curious about those feelings because someone else's confidence if that is making you feel some kind of way and it's not a good way Mm -hmm. that means like it might be like an envious thing and it might be something that your your feelings and your emotions are telling you something and they're probably telling you like I want you to be that confident too and guess what you can but it's something that you have to work on. But if that if someone if you're turned off by someone's energy like that, that's something you have to like think about. And I did a lot of reflecting.
0: Yeah, you know? absolutely. Well, I think that confidence, especially in women, is something that can be very threatening to people for like yes, a, di- a yes, number that's of different. The word, yeah, threatening. A number of different reasons. Um, it can be if another woman is not feeling super confident in herself. I've encountered that situation a couple of times where they're not super receptive to it, and it's unfortunate because you're not trying to make someone else feel bad about themselves. If anything, we want, if you're confident in yourself, it's telling other people that you should feel confident in yourself as well, but it can be threatening to people. And then it can be also be threatening, like we were saying, like the world profits off of us being insecure and the amount of beauty Mm -hmm. products and treatments and things that were sold, diet products, whatever that were sold, like that is big business. And, and so it's normal that it's not, the norm to feel super confident because just like as a soci- society, there's so many people who like profit and benefit off of it, and then even just interpersonal. Like I think a lot of men. I mean, I don't like not all men. Some men are. No, we're not. We're by. not.
1: Ju- we're not. We're not stereotyping everyone. Yeah. I know everybody's different, but let's be real. Mm-hmm. There have been patterns that show that a lot of males are threatened and not receptive not receptive to very confident women totally. it just is what it is yeah and that they, doesn't mean it's everyone but exactly it
0: is. yeah and I and I it's also something that I've experienced where um if you're a male who likes to be the confident one in the relationship and sort of likes to be that dominant one and likes to sort of have the control then it can be hard for them to partner up with a woman who doesn't allow them to take that or like doesn't allow them also to has establish those, or who, yeah that yeah power. or also has those qualities yeah right. exactly yeah it's interesting no for stuff. sure for
1: sure and <laughs> I just there's so much to this right like there's so much to this in general but I also just want to wrap up this little bit before I ask you my next question by saying like whether whatever you identify whatever gender-, gender you identify as Just know, and I just like always want to harp on this so badly because I just want people to realize like, there's room for everyone to be confident. There's room for everyone to be beautiful. There's room for everyone to be successful. Like, her confidence does not mean that you can't have confidence. Her confidence doesn't mean that you don't have confidence. Her beauty doesn't mean you don't have beauty. Like, I know it's hard because we live in a world where everything is online and everything is in our face and everything is so easily digestible right so it's hard when you're thrown so much information at once it's overwhelming sometimes it can be overwhelming thankfully now i think especially with tiktok like we're seeing so much more diversity in every sense and i think that is so necessary and so important and i love that we're like going in that direction because we used to only see one kind of beautiful and it's so fucked up because that is not true right so i just want everyone to realize like if you are intimidated by someone like if if we said this in this conversation and you thought of like a moment when you felt like that or you think of someone in your life that does you know that annoys you because you're like fuck I want to be I want to be that confident like just know like you can mm-hmm. and just because she's confident or he's confident doesn't mean you can't be and that leads me to my next question is I want to leave people with like tools and I know this is very situational. I know we're both not professionals. We're speaking from our experience. And I know, like we said, this is an everyday thing. This isn't a check these things that we're about to list one day and then you're going to be confident. Like, I wish that's how it worked. Right. Um, So I want to talk about things that have worked for us individually that we can share with people that are hoping to cultivate more confidence in their life.
0: Yeah, um, something that came up for me when you were when you were talking about how with social media, it's easy for us to compare ourselves and it can be very overwhelming when we're, we we have access to all of these people's lives and especially with these large influencers or celebrities, we see them living these perfect lives and we think like, why isn't my life like that? And why don't I look like that? And I know that it's hard to get to this spot, but for me, I'm actually really happy that I was confronted with the social media comparison trap because it forced me to work through this stuff. And so yeah, I actually think I was more insecure before social media was a big part of my life. Um, I think like in my teenage years, like I don't know, at that time it was like I just had Facebook, but that wasn't really, we weren't super into it, like no Instagram How yet. old are you? Sorry. 27. 22. Okay, yeah, cool. I'll be 28 this year in a couple months. Um, so we're about Yay. the same age. Um, But yeah, so I think it's actually really forced me to take a look at my relationship with myself and how I feel about myself, and then my relationship to seeing other people's lives, especially other Mm -hmm. people's highlight reels. And Mm -hmm. I've had some ups and downs with it, but I think in terms of practical tips um, with social media directly, I know that some people really struggle with comparing themselves to other people on social media. And a practical tip that I would say is, check in with how you feel after you've spent an hour on Instagram or check in with how you feel after you've watched someone's YouTube vlog. When yeah. you're done that, do you feel good? Do you feel empowered? Do you feel motivated? Do you feel like you learned something? Like just do, are those feeling whatever feelings you have, are they positive? Yeah, check in. Yeah. yeah. Are they positive or are they negative? And I think that we're just moving so quickly. And sometimes we don't take the time to check in after a little like social media sesh, but, we're spending hours a day on social media. I know that you know some spend more time than others. I think you and I spend quite a bit of time. Um, <laughs> yeah. But just Guilty. check in with how you feel. And if you aren't feeling good, then you have to take action. And that's like, you know, just checking in with who, like what creators make you feel positive and which ones and it doesn't mean that the ones that don't make you feel good it doesn't mean that they're bad people it doesn't mean that they're not producing great content it's just not for you and it's not making you feel good and it's also like I've gone through many times where sometimes I'm feeling really good and confident about myself and I'm able to consume that type of content that's really aspirational and I can feel positive about it and then there's other times where maybe I'm struggling a bit more and I have to limit how much social media content I'm consuming from people who I see as living like perfect lives so you have to like it can be like fluid and so just check in with yourself often and try to figure out the people who make you feel good and your relationship with social media with yourself and confidence will change dramatically
1: yes that is something I did and always do I always monitor like who I'm following because I like to be so conscious of I'm on social media all day it's my job right and it's also what I love to do and so when I am on there selectively like you know catching up with my favorite people and 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 finding more people and whatever it is I want to be as conscious as I can at who I'm letting
0: into, your into my energy yeah
1: yeah because because you don't realize it but tapping on a few stories and tapping on a few stories every single day like you are like you're gonna start to believe whatever it is those stories are making you feel like it sounds simple but it adds up and it's so Mm -hmm. important to mute people that don't aren't making making you feel kind of way unfollow I've done that so many times like I've done that so many times because for some reason one specific person at a certain specific moment in my life was making me feel some kind of way and that was a me problem that was something that I was like okay like I told my therapist about that and she was like, let's explore that. Like, what is it about her that's making you feel some kind of way? And I was like, well, I just, I wish I, I wish my body looked like that. So every time I see her doing that or see her in her bathing suits, it makes me feel bad about myself, you know? So then we worked on that. Or a big one for me was when I wanted to start on Instagram, but I hadn't yet because I didn't have the balls to do it. I, every time I would watch one of my favorite bloggers or, or YouTubers, whatever, I would feel like like just like frustrated but with myself not with them right Mm -hmm. and it was it went back to the fact that I'm like I want to do something that they're doing and I'm not doing it because I'm in my own way so whatever the point of this is yes be so conscious of who you're following and what you're taking in because that can directly affect how you feel and your mood and I think something else that people I don't know that I find to be true is that I think confidence I think it's a mindset almost like I think it's a mindset and I think it's you know, the only way that you can get better at it for me personally is let's pretend you're starting a new job, right? Like let's pretend you're day one at a new job. Like you're going to feel nervous and secure. Like you want to impress everyone. And then after a few weeks, after a few months, you, you know, you, you already know you have friends everywhere. You know how it works. you, You feel comfortable. You have your space set up, like whatever it is. I'm pretty sure you're going to start to feel confident because you've been doing it every single day. You've been practicing at it. You've been experiencing it in, in, in some capacity every single day. Like that's, that's how you became more confident in your job. Same thing applies to you and to your life. It's not a one-off thing. So you need to think about the things that are going to make you feel the best about yourself. And that's going to look different for everyone. That's why you can't, I can't, we can't like sit here and be like, go do this, then do that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's going to be so different, Mm -hmm. right? Like, For me it all started with going to therapy yeah because I there were so many things so many things and there still are but so many things that I I went through a lot when I what like I had a beautiful childhood upbringing um but I went through a lot when I turned 18 like until pretty much now let's just say there's still things that are just very heavy that Mm -hmm. have been going on and so but there were a few years that were extremely chaotic and I just mm-hmm. didn't deal with them after, yeah. you know? And, and that's not good. You're like good. in survival so, mode,
0: yeah.
1: So, 100%. And it led me to an eating disorder and that really fucked my entire confidence and my the way I felt about myself. That's why I'm so passionate about this subject because I know what it feels like to... I don't know. I don't want this to sound the wrong way, but like people telling you that you're beautiful and you feeling like the ugliest human in the world and mm-hmm. having absolutely... Feeling like you just like useless. Well, you that's know? the whole thing
0: about mindset is that some of the most beautiful yeah. people in the world are the most insecure, are the ones who are hurting. So crazy. Like it honestly doesn't have to do with how you look or your talents no, or your skills. at all. Like it can really, it's truly, and that's, I'm glad that you brought that up about, um, you know, you struggled with an eating disorder and like, I'm pretty open on my social that I have struggled with depression and anxiety for the past like eight years. And, I guess that's something that's really important to, to note and to talk about is that sometimes confidence issues or not feeling confident in yourself can be part of something that's much bigger, right? And then if it yes. is, yes. then that's something that it's not, you're not going to be able to you know, think your way out of it, that like there are some 100%. things that, some practical things and you should, if you're able to, get professional help to help, to help deal with it. So amen. like, yes. I think that the situation where you and I are both in now, I think we, sounds like we've both been through a lot of stuff. And so it's kind of forced us to get professional help and then also mm-hmm. work through some things on our own. But the yeah. way the, sort of the way that I'm talking about it now is like very much on the other side of some really dark places. So like when I was really struggling with depression, like I was very insecure, had no confidence, um, and when I think back to that time too, and I don't want to, I don't want to, I guess, like trigger anyone or get into this, but when I was the most depressed and the most anxious, I had zero appetite. So I wasn't eating and I lost a ton of weight and people were complimenting me so much. And I think that this is just like a public service announcement to say yeah. that if someone changes, um, if someone has Physically. a significant weight change, either losing weight or gaining weight, don't comment on it because something like that indicates something is is going on with them in their life. I mean, it could be something very dramatic. It could be something small, but it's just not appropriate to, to comment on. And it was so difficult when I was going through that period because when people would say like, you look amazing, like, you were like I need to keep
1: going I need to keep going yeah
0: but I was also like I have never been more depressed in my entire life I have never had I've never had such little confidence and so and like you know the unhealthy method in which I had lost so much weight was because I was so anxious and depressed that I didn't have an appetite so it's just like it's so dark like people are like wow you look amazing I'm like girlfriend let me tell you how dark this is and I mean I wouldn't do that because people like have are not ready for that conversation especially like this was like five ish years ago and like trust me people weren't ready for that convo oh yeah but um yeah I think it's good for us to touch on this where it can be a lot more serious than like if it is part of a larger issue it's something that definitely if you can get professional help and something that's really helped me too is therapy and therapy sort of well beyond my um, really dark times with depression, anxiety. Like therapy really helps me now, especially when I'm yeah. in a better, stable place because I can work on those little things—or not little, but I can work on like a self-love and confidence journey. You're, like maintaining, as opposed, yeah, right. as opposed to talking yeah. about like coping strategies to deal with day-to-day depression. So you can yes. kind of, if you're able to go to therapy when you're in a better place and when you're able to talk to friends about it talk to family journal about it like trying to work through those things when you feel like you're not dealing with super heavy yeah, yeah super heavy stuff can be really helpful
1: so like I so many things I want to say about that because you brought up like the best points and I always like to disclaim and the people that listen to the podcast like know and I've been so honest when I started medication last September so I haven't even been on meds for a year mm-hmm. because my anxiety was so I've always been an anxious person right mm-hmm. but this anxiety we didn't talk about anxiety and depression when I was growing up because mental no. health wasn't a conversation I feel ever. like we it didn't even talk thing.
0: about it like five years ago like it really no, is you're so Somehow right. it's just you're blown s- up now <laughs> and it's trendy Think, I mean
1: thank god but yeah. like, fuck, man, yeah. like, this would have been helpful a while this ago. This would have been you helpful for a
0: lot of people. Yeah. But we're, we're here, here now. now yeah. So,
1: yes. <laughs> so uh, I've always been a very anxious human. My dad, I know for a fact, like he was never diagnosed, but like I know for a fact he had in, like an, some sort of anxiety disorder because we are the same mm-hmm. and whatever. So my anxiety and my therapist and psychiatrist don't think I'm depressed but they think that I have had waves of depression for sure, which which I think a lot of people can probably relate to. Mm-hmm. But my, mo- my more thing, my bigger thing was anxiety, mm-hmm. right? And had very, like, low, low points last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I started um, taking meds. And I've always been super honest about that. So whenever anyone asks, like, how have you been feeling better? I'm always like, listen, I... For the first six months of my of seeing my therapist, because I went to her when I was in the worst place of my eating disorder, which was literally not even two years ago, like I started seeing her last, not this October that just passed, but the one before, mm-hmm. I saw her twice a week for wow. the first like five months because that's how bad it was. Yeah. And then I saw her once a week and I've kept that going until now, you know? And aside from that, I've, I also have a psychiatrist that I check in every three months with. I am on medication like... Yes, I put on I put in so much work in the other aspect of like taking care of myself, reading good books, being around uplifting people. Like I do all these things, but like when we're t- I I never want to not mention these other big things because I'm like those have been the biggest driving factors of wh- why I've been able to do s- or improve so much. You know? Yeah. So I love that we both talked about that because sometimes confidence, the route well, it's definitely not going to be linear. At least it hasn't been for me, and sometimes. You need help that is more than a self-help book and a podcast. And that's okay because, because sometimes beautiful things take time and a lot of effort. So that's the first thing I wanted to say. And the second thing I wanted to say was, can we just like not, and I've said this in another episode, but can we just like not compliment people's appearance? Like, listen, I'm not saying don't tell people they're pretty and they're beautiful. I love to do that as much as I can. I compliment strangers because I know... If you're listening to this, compliment a stranger today. Because how do you feel once a, a stranger compliments you? You're like, oh, fuck, yes. Yeah. Like, you, you feel so good, right? So, I love to compliment people, but you will never catch me telling someone, I don't care what I'm thinking, you will never catch me telling someone, oh my God, you look so good, you've lost weight. No, bitch. No, No. we are not doing that anymore. You don't know what they did to lose weight. You don't know if they're losing weight in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. You don't know if they have an eating disorder. Like the amount of people that would compliment me when I was at my fittest because I spent two hours at the gym every day and I measured every fucking thing I ate and I tracked even a raspberry before I allowed myself to eat it. The amount of people that would compliment me and I had no life, none because I couldn't drink. I couldn't eat out because I was not allowed. Right. Mm hmm. It's like so when people complimented me, it gave me this like momentum to be like, Absolutely. "See, you're doing a good job. Keep it going, keep it going." Like, and then with my eating disorder, when that happened, people were like, "Oh my god, you look so skinny!" I'd be like, "Fuck, dude, see, I need to keep it going. I need to keep it going. Just don't, like, just mm-hmm. don't compliment." There's so many other things about people that we can compliment other than their bodies. Absolutely. If you want to tell someone she's beautiful and that you think she looks glowing and that you love her energy, do it, please. But I just, can we stop yeah, we have talking to, about yeah. people's? bodies like it's so stupid to me yeah it's
0: it's horrible and people think that because they're complimenting you that it's okay but it really is not you don't know what
1: you're complimenting you have no idea what you're complimenting no you
0: don't know what you're complimenting and it also just perpetuates this idea that um especially as women like our only Value is being is thin weight. and beautiful. Yeah. And so it just, yeah. what I, I feel like I really went through that when I was having the same thing compliments, compliments. And I thought, damn, like people don't care about my well being because I'm the most unwell that I've ever been. But yet I'm getting all of this praise because yeah. I look it's good. So fucked up. And so, yeah, it's so important to talk about. And it's just like one of those things that. There's so much behind it. And we could probably talk for hours about the reasons why Mm -hmm. you shouldn't, um, or you shouldn't comment on someone's appearance, especially when it has to do with their body and their body image. But I think just as a blanket rule, like try, and it can be hard because again, you're going to think these things in your head. If you have a friend who, you know, lost 20 pounds, you're going to notice it and it's okay to, to notice it in your head but also try yeah, to
1: we're, you're human yeah, yeah
0: but also try to neutralize those thoughts and have them just be an observation and not you know going into the spiral of relating it back to you or thinking about what's going on with them what did yeah. they do to lose weight or if someone gains weight oh my god what was happening to them like we're so it's so easy to gossip and yeah. even gossip in your yeah. head but it's just fucked up it's and also we need like to stop.
1: why yeah and it's like I just, I'm so sick of the rule of like the smaller, the better, the smaller your body is, the more beautiful that you're valued. And it's, I, to be honest with you, this is still something that I struggle with because I mean, come on, I've had a an, a, an incredibly unhealthy relationship with food for probably like six or more years of my life yeah. an eating disorder for probably two years of my life on and off. Like that's not going to go away in a year. Let's no. be real. Yeah. I'm so much better than I am than I was before, yeah. but that doesn't mean I. I mean, I work at this every day. I I still have so so much to learn and so so far to go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I I I struggle with this, like.
0: Well, thank shrink, you for yeah.
1: I, I've, I've, Like shrinking my body, I struggle yeah. with the need and the desire to always be wanting to shrink my body,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and 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 sometimes I try to reframe it in my mind because I'm like that will make like I'm just trying to get stronger. I'm trying to sculpt my body, but. Yeah ultimately I know what that means right. and sometimes I know that I'm I'm I, I find myself going down that that road and that's it's hard it's um it's hard I'm yeah. not gonna lie like I struggle with this it's a mental yeah. fucking game well it's,
0: it's 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 challenging I I've heard um I haven't personally struggled with an eating disorder but thank you for sharing and I have um, like listen to a lot of podcasts and read books and I'm I'm interested I guess across the board about mental health and I know eating mm-hmm. disorders is something that it's so important for us to talk about and for us to be aware of because yeah. I think it's the yeah. mental disorder that has the highest mortality rate um, because it. I want to talk about it more yeah, yeah it takes people's lives and so I think it's really important for us to talk about and especially because we have to eat as humans we move our bodies exercise so it's not something that you can just step away it's all from consuming yeah so like yeah you need to learn how to do it in a healthy way and that can be really challenging and i have friends who have struggled and it's just something that we need to yeah talk more about and like as we are having like you know as we're raising children like it really needs to be top of mind um yeah and
1: it's so in, it's so interesting too sorry, no no I,
0: I actually don't know what else to
1: say. Oh I'm sorry. I interrupt so much I, and I, I hate do it too. but yeah. I forget if I don't say something, I'll forget it. So yeah. I I don't mean to be rude. It's literally sometimes I get so excited and I'm like, no, If I don't say no this, I'm yeah. gonna forget it. But it's I mean, this is a such a huge conversation to unpack, the eating disorders and how that's tied to mental health and my therapist at least again, I'm not a doctor, you know, whatever, yeah. everyone's experience is different but she always t- told me at the beginning she was like i have found with all my pa- she specializes in eating disorders so that's her work primarily um and she was like you know for me there's always been a correlation between the person that i'm treating that has an eating disorder and their mental health whether they have anxiety depression like she always thinks that a- eating disorders stem from some si- some sort of like anxiety disorder right. just because there it's 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 always more complicated than that you right. know and through therapy it's crazy what we we like discovered so many things of when i started learning these thoughts of you know um nothing tastes as good as skinny, as skinny what is it nothing tastes as good as being skinny feels whatever yeah. the fuck we unpack all the, we we did so much discovery of where i picked up these ideas and where i well, it's fucking all around
0: like it's almost like a everywhere. it's almost a miracle that more people don't struggle with eating disorders with the way yeah. that the world has shaped um you know what we should be doing and i just i it's a miracle that any of us <laughs> like i know just have completely healthy relationships But when you said
1: earlier, when you said that you were more insecure before you entered this like whole era of Instagram and stuff, like I don't know if I would say I I am the same because Instagram definitely I had to learn my ways with it. But my biggest challenges with myself and my eating disorder and my when I was at the most unhealthy point or one of them, because this is a long story clearly I get it I get it it was before it was before it was before Instagram and I learned it all on my own and from comments that I had that had heard from people and just like I guess a little conclusion of this is just like you don't know like you don't know how damaging your words can be even even if you think they're a compliment is what I want to say and I think there's just so many more important things to talk about than what someone's body looks like and Speaking of that, have you seen? I don't know if you keep up with like pop culture and shit, but have you seen the whole Chloe thing with her yeah. photos?
0: Yeah, I've seen Did it. You see and that? I, I have some thoughts on that. Yeah, I feel like I was, I wanted to ask you about yeah. it because
1: I feel some kind of way about it too. Oh, yeah. And I want to hear wh- what do you think about it? I want to hear
0: your well, thoughts. Well, I, I, we all know that the Kardashians, I mean, first of all, they've had a lot of work done and they also edit their photos very heavily. Like, we know this. Yeah. Um, my reaction is I actually feel really bad for them. And I feel, I mean, they're like, they're so rich. So they have access to (laughs) a lot of stuff that other people don't. But I felt when I saw... So when I saw what happened with the photo, and if anyone listening doesn't know what happened, maybe you can look it up. But basically, MJ, who is their grandma, accidentally posted. <laughs> Poor MJ. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking, like, she's probably going to get, like, exiled from we the family. We her need to protect her at all her. costs. So, MJ accidentally posted a photo of Chloe on vacation and it was unedited. And so, it was a photo of her body that looked very different from the photos that we're used to seeing on her Instagram. And yeah. a couple of like gossip sites and Instagram accounts posted this photo because everyone was like, oh my God. Because photos that are not photoshopped and edited of the Kardashians don't really come out. And if they do, it's huge no. news, right? Like, people right. are wanting to show how different they look. And so um, all of these accounts are posting it and then basically the Kardashian team and like their PR person was reaching out being like, "Um, you have to take this photo down, like copyright infringement, whatever. And so, and then Chloe then posted a response and she posted a video of herself and her body and then she posted- She went
1: live. Yeah. She literally went live.
0: And then she posted like all of these graphics of these words and she basically was talking about how I mean, she's been scrutinized, like, her whole life for being, like, the fat sister and all of this stuff. And I, to me, I was just, when I was reading her words, and obviously she had, like, a PR team help her with that or whatever, but even her going live, yeah. it made me just feel really sad for her because... Me too. Clearly, there's a lot of shit there. and Yeah. You know, and like she looked great in the unphotoshopped photo. Like here's what Beautiful. and everyone was saying that too. I like people were like yeah. it's it's shocking because it looks different, but like she's still she still looks so good. But just the whole the Kardashians, I feel like it's the situation that mirrors like everything else on social media. Like every other influencer that photoshops themselves or FaceTunes or whatever, but for them it's like just amplified and they're just
1: in yeah, the spotlight, and it's, like,
0: and it's just wild.
1: So, it must be you know. I I understand they're rich and whatever you you can say whatever you want. But just because you have money doesn't mean you don't have insecurities and mm-hmm. you don't have things that you struggle with. And it must be hard being in the spotlight like that and being fucking criticized like that. Like mm-hmm. I would die, honestly. Yeah, like, like someone says volume, one mean
0: thing to me. Yeah. And I, the volume of like harassment that they get so like when this photo was released like yeah people were saying like oh but she still looks right but the amount of harassment and yeah horrible shit that people are saying like it's like on steroids like it's i it's crazy you're right like no yeah. matter how rich you are that would affect anybody like
1: words still hurt yeah dude and also like see the thing is there's a little part of me that you know, by them making such a big deal of getting rid of this photo and taking it down, it perpetuates this, the notion of you have to look a certain way in order for the photo to make it there and to stay and to be on the feed. Yeah. And it has to look a certain way or else it's not worthy. And that's a little part of me. And then the the larger part of me is like, I feel bad because she has always been the one that it's like you're not the real she's not the real sister she's yeah, adopted i know she's always been the biggest one you know that all of that, that has is fucked fucking with her. tough yeah. dude and that's why she works so well i don't well, know her i wish no I totally Chloe, I that's you, why but... she
0: created revenge body like even just that yeah. in itself is like a problematic Title and show like if you've watched it. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes, yes. yes. Like some of the stuff that they do, the things that they say. Like it's just I've like watched like a I've watched a A dietitian toxic. Yeah, react to her show and it's yeah totally toxic. But it's like, Mm -hmm. well, how do you think that Chloe has developed those? uh, How'd she get there? Yeah, how how did did she get get there? there? So and even her like going on live and having to prove that she looks a certain way. That shit is all not like any person looking at that can see that that's not healthy and that's not yeah
1: well
0: it's not really a normal because most people don't have that large of audiences or most people aren't that famous right so most people don't aren't in these situations right but it's crazy how like that one photo that like the poor grandma posted the, the, MJ like, is
1: never getting invited <laughs> on vacation ever again. Like. like
0: MJ, she's gonna come over and they're gonna be like, "MJ, phone please," and they're gonna like put it like in a safe.
1: <laughs> the memes that came after that,
0: like I know. Chris
1: Jenner sending MJ away and MJ's like in a tiny <laughs> little cottage, like poor, poor. Anyway. I think it's, it's, it must be tough to be in the spotlight like that and to be, to be criticized from every angle and to be the outlier. Like, she's always been the outlier mm-hmm. of the family. And I feel like that can't be easy no matter what anyone else says. Like, that can't be fucking easy, right? Um, but anyway, switching gears really quick. I wanted to ask you, and I forgot to ask you this when we were talking about confidence, but do you think there's a direct... Well, I feel like your answer is going to be yes, but don't you think that self, like the way that you feel about yourself and like the self, the love that you have for yourself and confidence are so, so, so intertwined because I've been trying to focus on self acceptance and self love and self respect, whatever, for so long. And it's only until I started like tapping into some more confidence that that finally
0: happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting that you say that because Um, I think sometimes in our self-love journey, it's very much focused on, as you said, self-acceptance and accepting Mm -hmm. our flaws. And I think a lot of times people will go down this self-love journey, but it's actually you focus on a lot of the insecurities or I don't know. I just think about even some accounts that I follow on Instagram that are self-love or self-help. I mean, if you think about like self-help like that, it's like you're helping something that wrong or needs like needs improving so i think it is really interesting where i think self-help and self-love are really focused on accepting like what we can't change and loving ourselves despite our flaws Mm -hmm. but then confidence is more about feeling yourself and allowing yourself to being like i look good i have this talent i have this skill I like the way that I make people feel like this. Like one of the things that um in my confidence journey that's come up is I've accepted and celebrated the part of myself that is like really funny. Like I know I can make people laugh and I yeah. And I love that about myself and that's the thing is the confidence it doesn't even have to be about your looks. It is truly about everything. And I also think like for me, um, so I graduated university a little bit late. I was like just about 25. So I've been in my career now for about three years. And that was a journey. And like being confident to, um, you know, deal with clients, be in meetings, do presentations. That stuff is not easy at all. And we already are struggling with trying to feel confident in how we look and how we show up in the world. And then you add on, you know, having to become confident in the workforce. And it's just a lot, like it is a lot. But I think it it has kind of Mm fast-tracked this whole journey where um, you're thrown into situations that you're not comfortable in. And again, with like anxiety and having anxiety in the workplace and like when you're forced into, you know, a meeting that you weren't prepared for, like that shit is hard. And you really do have to, fake it till you make it and Mm -hmm. um, there's just a lot of things when you get into your true adult years that you have to face and you have to move through life and do different things and it can be really helpful but it can also be really harmful like if you I don't know like you can it can be scary to have to face the world and like become an adult and you're no longer a kid anymore you're not you know just in school having to juggle classes like you you're kind of set into the world and you're supposed to figure it all out and then be good for like the rest of your life and it's really hard and (laughs) like something that i'm really passionate about is 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 talking about mental health and especially mental health with with regards to like young people like i just know how much i struggled as a teenager and then into my early 20s and like holy shit <laughs> the hardest time of my life and I just you know if I could go back and give myself all of this advice and just like give myself a hug and be like it's okay you're dealing with a lot there's a lot of changes and it's just really hard and yeah I want I know that we can't shield people from negative experiences but I want mm-hmm to help people and to talk more about the struggles because I think that especially in that time, like I looked around and I thought none of my peers were dealing with anything. Like I thought that I was this like weird person that dealt with depression and anxiety and I just knew no one else that had it. And then now, at least with social media, people are being a bit more open about it. Um, Which I love. Yeah, and I love that too and I, I think that What's important for me is to show people that there have been like I've had really dark times in my life and when you were speaking about medication, like I also take medication and I have off and on for the past eight years. But I have been on my current medication for like past like three years. So I agree it's very important for us to note that sometimes there's like this foundation that you need. Like in order for you to work on different things, you need to be stable Mm -hmm. and you need to be well like you need to have this like baseline and some people do not have that baseline naturally like and i know that there's this whole debate like some people are really against medication whatever like i would not have a job i would not be in a stable relationship i would not have good interpersonal relationships i would not have confidence in myself if i wasn't on medication currently like i know that i would not be the person that i am today without it and so how could you how could you oppose that? I mean, I don't know, whatever. It's it's a whole other thing. I hear you. But like, it is truly life-changing. And I agreed, like if someone is asking for advice, like it's important to be like, yeah, well all of these things help me, but like the only reason I'm able to do all these other things, like exercise. It's like when I was so depressed, like I wasn't exercising. So anyways, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, it's important for me to show people that you can have had really dark times. You can also really struggle but then you can have a great life. Like you can be happy, not all the time, but you can get to a place where you are content in your life, but that doesn't take away your struggles. And like, you can, things can change and you can, if you looked at my life today and showed it to me, to the person that was so depressed when I was in my early twenties, like I wouldn't even believe you because I'd be like, how am I going to get there? How am I going to get a job? Like, how am I going to keep a job? Like, I am a mess. How am I going to be in a relationship? How is anyone ever going to be okay with me and who I am? Like, what a burden. They're going to have to take care of me. And it's just wild that, like, now I am so happy with what I've built in my life. And we just have to be more honest about where we've been.
1: Yes. And how
0: we've gotten to the place that we are because, yeah, I just think people struggle so much behind closed doors that we need to bring it to light so that people who are struggling can see that, okay, at one point this person was really struggling and they were kind of where I am, but then now I see them thriving. So I think, especially with social media, we just see people thriving a lot of the times, but it's so important to show. Um, and I mean, it's so much easier said than done. Like, I try to be open. I try to, but I don't talk about the really hard shit. Like I don't open up about like how dark it was. Like I don't, you know, I don't go there and maybe one day I will, but, or even when we're showing our vulnerabilities, like I'm, I still curate that. Like I still, when I'm sharing something, it's like, I'm not, I'm not just setting my camera down and like pressing record and just pouring my heart out. Like there is some element of, I'm showing what I but you're want doing to show. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm pushing you're myself to do it. it. And yeah. that's
1: that's more than a lot Most of people, people yeah. and it's it's not a comparison by the way. I'm not I don't mean to say it like that, but I think first of all, like I think like that impacted me like everything you just said and I think that those words will be so helpful hopefully to anyone listening whether you are in a dark place or you're in just like a place that you're not super happy with like you know whatever wherever you're at Mm -hmm. if it's not where you want to be Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's okay because things can get better yeah and sometimes sometimes That means asking for help. And that is something that took me a very long time to do because I'm a double Capricorn and also a stubborn bitch. And I (laughs) didn't want to ask for help. And as soon as I did, my life changed. So hear me out again. As soon as I asked for help, my life changed. Mm -hmm. So if you have to ask for help, it doesn't mean you're weak. It means you're human. And it's actually a sign of strength that you're like, you know what? I'm ready to put in the work. Like, that is not easy. And I wish more people accepted the fact that they need help because we all fucking need help yeah everyone needs help yeah and it's there's no shame it's
0: the responsible thing to do like again not everyone can it is for everyone else in your life but it is the responsible thing to do like i manage my mental health very well now for myself but also for the people around me and for my employer and for like anyone who counts on me for your life yeah, yeah anyone who counts on me or is in my life like I can only show up if i'm mentally okay and so it's it's just it's yeah it's the responsible thing to do and i think a lot of people don't realize the impact that it has on other people um Mm -hmm. or not even because sometimes i don't want to say that people if you're really struggling like i know that people who are really struggling they feel like they're a burden and i know i felt like that and i don't want to perpetuate that and say that you know it's a responsible thing to do to get help so that you're no longer a burden. I want to sort of frame it and it's a responsible thing to do so that you can continue to be the person that your loved ones know you to be in your healthy time. So I know that I'm a different person when I'm mentally healthy and when I'm not mentally healthy. And Mm -hmm. I know that I can add to people's lives so much more when I'm good and I can show up and I'm not just in this bubble of like, and you for know yourself too yeah. it's like
1: being you know you to be your own friend too like you mm-hmm. want to feel good
0: yeah and, everyone wants to feel good
1: and asking for help that looks different for everyone yeah. so it doesn't mean you have to go get a therapist and see her twice a week yeah you know like if 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 getting professional help is within your reach right now and it's something that you want to do that's amazing But if that is not something that you can do right now, there are other ways that you can ask for help. And hopefully that can be something that happens for you down the line. Mm -hmm. But asking for help can be as simple as calling your best friend and saying, I feel like shit. Can we talk? Can I vent? Can I You want to get a coffee? like, Or even just with yourself, doing something for yourself or even just even like even for me one of the biggest steps was even just becoming self-aware yeah and even acknowledging because i was playing a game with myself for like eight months of like oh no this isn't that bad with my eating disorder i was like it's not that bad it's not that bad it's not that bad and then finally i was like it's that bad right know, like it is that bad and i need help and i'm gonna get help and that was a fucking like i cried the first day that i saw my therapist like and that i met her and that i was like okay we vibe because i you know, I went into it with an open mind thinking like, hey, I might not vibe with her and yeah. I'll have to find someone else. That's I'm glad fine.
0: that you vibed with her right off the bat. That's so special. I was,
1: oh, my gosh. Thank you. I was so happy. I was yeah. so grateful. I was it like, makes fuck, like I know, such a difference. I know difference. this isn't. I Yeah, I was like, I know this. I know I got lucky, right? Yeah. Because I know this isn't the case for everyone. I walked out of there and I cried, not because, you know, we, we, we tackled tons of emotional shit because the first session was like I was listing my traumas to her oh my god you know? yeah and we did always like show get up. into I'm, it
0: yeah I'm like I show up like with the scroll and I'm just like <laughs> I'm like okay where do you want to start but again I always use but, humor in my therapy sessions too and she's just oh, like me okay, too always like let's bring it yeah. back and I saw yeah, I, yeah have yeah. you seen that meme where it's like therapist like okay so we need to talk what do about, we say to that yeah no but it, yeah it's like. Uh, oh therapist and we're
1: like you could have had a bad bitch and she's like no
0: (laughs) okay but the other one is like therapist so we need to talk about you using humor to like deflect in every situation and then it's like me so you're saying i'm funny
1: yeah 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 i've seen that oh my gosh same i always i laugh at everything and she's like okay stop changing or i'll like crack a joke when i'm done with that subject and she's like so that was funny but let's she was like so that was funny but let's let's go back to it you know good
0: yeah
1: anyway um Okay, I want to start wrapping this up even though I could talk to you forever literally. Totally. I feel like I feel like also these topics are so like it's not a like you've like we've said, it's not a one and done. There's no yeah. recipe for confidence. Like I'm, that recipe is going to look so fucking different for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I hope that by us just being so raw and real and saying like we've both struggled like crazy. Yeah. And that doesn't mean we won't struggle again. You know, that doesn't mean tomorrow I'm not going to struggle. Like it you're allowed to have confidence and to feel confident and Mm -hmm. also be struggling you're allowed and that is something I think people don't realize like Mm -hmm. I always thought I always thought I wasn't you know I I've said this I've said this a few times but I blocked myself I didn't allow myself to experience a lot of things in my life because I felt like I didn't look good enough yet Mm. so I didn't go on trips that I was invited on I wouldn't go on dates I wouldn't like just even go out of my house really like I would do very just comfortable things with my friends I whatever just the list goes on so many things that I didn't let myself do I said no to so many things that I wanted to say yes to Mm in my 20s and it breaks my heart and my therapist always tells me like it makes me sad for you like it makes me sad that you missed out on so many things but you know what that's just like the way that my life went and I feel Mm -hmm. like I had to lose all those things and not do all those things and miss out on all those things in order to hit rock bottom which unfortunately had to happen for me to be like okay I need to make a change
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so whatever the point of this is my last question to you
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I feel like I would love to do a part two with you if you'd be down because I like these topics just have so much more mm-hmm. there's just so much more to everything right like we, yeah. it's, it's, so, it's so elaborate and layered but I guess my last question to you is what would you say to someone who is struggling to find confidence within themselves? Like what are just, what is like a pep talk you would say if I called you and I was like, I'm just feeling like shit about myself. I don't feel confident. Like, and you were just like going to give me a
0: pep talk. What would you say? Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And I mean, this is like, I feel like I've I've said these things to friends before. And again, I'll say it to friends before I say it to myself. Um, but the first thing that I would say to someone, if they're not feeling confident is to give yourself some grace and to acknowledge that you're struggling to acknowledge that you don't feel very confident. Um, you don't have to, it's very normal for you to not feel confident. Like we were talking about before we all, the majority of the time don't feel very confident. And I think our world was designed that way and I think it's fucked up, but yeah. it just is. Yeah. So just acknowledge and be like, you know, this is normal. Um, and this is the way that I'm feeling. And it can be helpful to, at least for me, because I'm a planner and I'm a, I mean, I, I, I like to control things and I like to have ultimate (laughs) control over everything. So I'm sort of speaking from what would be helpful to me, but it can be helpful to sort of make a game plan. So if you're thinking like, man, I have been struggling with confidence for the past like four years and I feel like shit every day. And these are the things that I want to change about my body. And I just, you know, I'm just like, I'm at my wits end. It can be really helpful to think, and to maybe like journal about it and to think about ways that you can try to implement little things every day that are gonna help you become more confident. So I'll just give some examples. Like for me, one of my biggest struggles that I've struggled with for over 10 years is my skin. I've always struggled with acne. And when you were talking about how you prevented yourself from doing so much because of you didn't think you looked good enough, I totally understand that. And there was so many times where I missed out on things because. I wasn't confident in how my skin looked and I just couldn't bear to go out and have other people see me And I couldn't enjoy myself because I was only thinking about that and that's like still something that I deal with So but I'm trying more to push myself and to realize that I'm gonna go out I'm gonna have fun people are not gonna be looking at my skin. It's only me who's really thinking about it, but if I was really struggling and if I was wanting to come up with a game plan of you know how to move forward maybe one of the things that I would like write on my list would be to not pick my skin not um like look at it in the mirror for hours you know do my skincare, but then not spend 30 minutes just like picking apart my skin both like yeah. you know mentally and actually physically so maybe that's something i really mm-hmm. need to work on and then maybe like exercise for me i've had on and off relationships with it but even just something as simple as like a 15 minute walk can really help me feel a lot better so maybe it's like incorporating like if fitness is not part of your life it can be hard to to get going on that yeah but maybe just try and start with something really small like just moving your body in any type of way like endorphins are a real thing and i always feel more confident after i've worked out because the chemicals like in my brain are doing something yes
1: it's real yeah it's it's totally
0: real and I know that it's kind of annoying that it's real but it, it is um yeah and so like just making a list like that and then trying to follow it and like try to stop ruminating over like how shitty you feel and try to check off like three simple things on this little list and try doing it for like two weeks and then check in with yourself and be like do I feel incrementally better than I did two weeks ago I think that that, something like that has been really helpful for me because it gets me out of my head, and I'm like, okay, just fucking do this and then see how you feel. Um, And so I I think that that's something that you can practically do, and it's not just like, oh, start feeling confident in yourself, like just, you know, snap out of it, just like get better.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: Another thing can be like, for me, I, I, especially working from home, I just like wear sweatpants all the time. So it's like, maybe it's like actually getting dressed and doing my hair as I'm in sweatpants yeah <laughs> I'm in <laughs> leggings too but yeah like <laughs> uh, um you know if you're if you're feeling like shit you have to change something if you've been feeling like shit for yes. four years you gotta something change to something change. yeah something needs to change yeah. like um if you want different you have to act different is one of my yes favorite quotes is like if you want to shake things up you have to do something and it can be very very yes. small but um yeah. So my, my advice would be to try to get out of your head and to actually practically think about some, some things that you can do. And, um, I think that you can look to certain people like on social media, or I don't know, you can like Google some things. Obviously not everything on Google is is good, but even for me, like when people share, little things they do every day to make themselves feel better. Like in terms of self care or whatever, that. I like always yeah. screenshot it cause I love to see what other people do. And you'll notice that there's same. a theme, like it's a lot of, um, you know, like have some movement, like make sure you're eating enough and like, make sure you have, um, like good meals that you're looking forward to. And like, it's, a, you'll notice like it's a lot of the same themes and yes. it can be different yeah. for everyone. But, um, yeah, it's, it can be when you're really struggling, it can be easy to lead an unhealthy lifestyle And Mm -hmm. a healthy lifestyle doesn't mean that you're eating a certain way and you're doing this, doing that. It's actually more so just about small little things that will mentally make you feel better. They all add up. that is my advice. (laughs) Just simple, you know, just simple stuff.
1: (laughs) No, I love it so much. And it's, I think this, I think this topic can be very overwhelming to people and it doesn't have to be because the beautiful thing about, your confidence, like whoever's listening, your confidence, there's no right answer of how to strengthen that and how to better it and how to improve it. There's no right mm-hmm. answer. It's going to look different and it's okay if it takes a while. So just like take some of the pressure off yourself. That's why I love that you said like give yourself some grace. Like it's okay. Mm-hmm. We all struggle. And something that I that was helpful for me was instead of thinking about all the things I was going to stop doing... Mm -hmm. I started thinking about all the things I was going to start doing all the little things I was going to add to my day all the little things that I I was going to add into my routine and then slowly the the ones that I wanted to stop doing fizzled out. they it it left anyway Mm -hmm. and and I think that really helped me but right like it doesn't have to be overwhelming you don't have to do 50 million things in one day just start small Mm -hmm. and realize that it really if you don't feel confident at all like tell yourself like that can change like Mm -hmm. that can change you just have to put in the work but it can change and yeah I mean there's so much to it but maybe we'll do a part two if people love this which I think they're going to love it and yeah I think just like fuck man just be nice to yourself be a little bit nicer to yourself every day if you haven't been treating yourself the best way Mm -hmm. because I think it starts there I think it starts with Being nice to yourself, and sorry, my last thing, which has really, really, really changed my life, is, uh, and I've said this to a few times, but I just, I, I think, we don't talk enough about how impactful words can be, and I mean even just with yourself. I don't even mean with people though. That is obviously so significant, but I even just mean with yourself, like the things that you say to yourself. I know know controlling your thoughts is so much harder because we have like a million a day, right? It's so much harder to control your thoughts. However you are in full control of the things you're saying. Mm-hmm. So step one, stop saying mean shit about yourself. Yeah. Even or if just, it's a joke. Yeah. Even,
0: start observing when you're talking shit what about you're yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like stop simply, it. Like, yeah. what's the
1: point? Like, even if it's like you're in a crowd and you're trying to be funny, like stop. Like there's another way to be funny. There's something else we can joke about. There are other things that you can say about yourself. Stop saying mean things about yourself out loud. You're the only one that's that's not benefiting benefiting from that and your mind is believing that your body is believing that I don't care if that sounds like woo woo it's true it's true and clearly that's what you think in a way and by you saying it out loud you are affirming that over and over again so that was the first thing I stopped with my therapist like I told her the only time I will say negative things of how I feel about my body or whatever is when I'm in therapy with Mm -hmm. her Aside from that, yes, I have shitty thoughts about myself in my head, right? Obviously, I'm human, but I will not say it out loud. I just mm-hmm. won't, because I don't want to bring that shit to life. I don't want to give that energy, and that's helped me so much, so much. So hopefully, that can be helpful to someone else. But
0: yeah, that's great. Mel.
1: This was fucking amazing. I know. Like I loved this so much. I feel like I needed this conversation, and I it. I feel like we've been through. Obviously, we've had very different lives, but we have so many, like, similar... Mm-hmm. I'm getting a spam call. Sorry. Fucking spammers call me all day <laughs> long. Um, I feel like we've been through so many, so many similar things in a way, yeah. and it just feels so refreshing to, like, talk about this stuff and it be such an easy conversation, and I mm-hmm. love that we both want to talk about this more. Like, I... That's why I started this podcast was because I wanted to... I was like, you know what? I've been through a lot of shit.
0: Might as well share. Yeah, (laughs) like there might as well be some benefit to this.
1: It's changed my life. Mm -hmm. It's changed who I am dramatically. And I know I'm not the only one going through shit. And I love how you also said too that you just you don't know what anyone's going through. You don't know what anyone's going home to. And I always say this too because it's like something I believe. The hardest is like things can look so shiny. Mm-hmm. Even in person, online, wh- yeah. whatever. But you have no idea. Like, truly. Even I'm guilty of this. Like, I'll post a day on stories as if it were normal and I'm actually going through some heavy... Like, it, we mm. all do
0: it. Yeah, we all need to protect ourselves. So it's, it's like I'm happy that we're able to have these conversations because we feel yeah. like we're at a place where we can just open up a bit and feel good about right. it, feel confident about it and be like equipped yeah. to, t- to talk about it. But like it is really hard and opening up yeah. and being vulnerable. And we all are just trying to protect ourselves and we don't want to open ourselves up to like criticism or like any other shit that's going to hurt us. Yeah. So yeah. I think that if we like I am so glad we had this conversation and it's almost like a responsibility for people if they feel well enough to share about like what they've been through these are really important conversations yeah. because not everyone like can share will have the platform to share blah 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 whatever totally so i think totally. like i'm just yeah i'm proud of us and like it just feels good i just feel like yeah it's yeah i just kind of feel like it's our responsibility it's needed.
1: yeah i think it's needed yeah and i think i also sorry last thing when you said like you know that you want to share more and that sometimes you don't share the details and you feel ba- like yeah. i don't think you should feel bad about that because People don't share at all. Like, and again, I'm not comparing, but even even just you saying, "Hey, I've had a shitty like month, and I feel Mm -hmm. like shit, and this is what I'm doing." Like, people will relate to that, and people will feel understood and identified. And even just us saying, like, you know what, I had a really tough time when I was in my eight, when I was eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Like, people that are listening that also might have had tough years then will be like, "Oh fuck, like I did too," you know. So the details sometimes don't even matter. Mm -hmm. I think it's more so just being okay with sharing that we have not been okay many times before, which is something that people like like, are so scared to do.
0: Yeah. There's value in like everything that we've shared and like, we have to give ourselves props where like a lot of the things that we shared even today, like are things that some people wouldn't talk about. So like, you're right. I shouldn't be so hard on myself that like what I'm like offering up is like, that's gold.
1: (laughs) No, that was a lot. Like like, truly that, that was a lot. And, I, I for so long didn't. I I felt scared to talk about my eating disorder, and I'll bring. See, that's my problem too. But I'm. I think I'm a. I think I'm a rare case. But I just. I will. I'm such an open book with people, and I love to talk. I love to talk to people. I love to meet new people. And I'll. I'll. If I feel comfortable, like I'll tell you. I don't Mm -hmm. care. I'm not. You know. I have this way of making people feel very comfortable. I think I'm sorry. I'm gonna toot my own horn.
0: No, it's Um, true. Yeah.
1: But it's because it's because I. I'll be so open with you and in turn that makes people feel comfortable enough to be open too and for for so long like I you know would I wouldn't talk about losing my dad or having an eating disorder because I was like, I don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. And now I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. Like, if I make someone feel uncomfortable, that's a them problem. I'm just speaking my truth. I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable. If anything, I'm sharing something very intimate with you. Right. And the way that you navigate what I share with you, that will be, you know, based on your cultural upbringing and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So for anyone listening, like, if you want to talk about something... Cause I get messages someday of some sometimes of, of people being like, oh, I, I really want to open up about my eating disorder. I really want to open up about my body image struggles, and you've inspired me to do that. And I feel like I've barely touched the surface, uh, right? The, like it's like I've barely touched that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're like, but I'm scared too. And I'm like, but that's your story. That's your life. That's what's happened to yeah. you. Like it's no like no one th- can take that away from like you. It's like the
0: thing that you know. Like, unfortunately, it's, like, the thing that you probably know the most, like, inside and out, you know? Like, if you have living yeah. an experience yeah. like that, that is such a deep and profound and, like, truthfully shitty experience that, like, there's yeah. probably nothing more than in your life. I mean, actually, I hope that there is. But do, do you know what I mean? Like, it's such a... Yeah. It's such a specific and it just marks really you intense... just so heavily. Yeah, really intense experience. And so it can be very helpful for you to share. Again, if you feel comfortable yeah. doing it, like it will only benefit Right. You people. don't have yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're not telling everyone to go share their e-true Hollywood story, but like <laughs> if you feel called to But if you
0: want to, like we will watch it. Do it. Yeah.
1: Yes, we will watch it because you don't know who needs to hear your story. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know that. Mm-hmm. And if you've, gone some, if you've gone through something, the chances of other people having gone through that same thing are so... Ho- like, we mm-hmm. we all go through shit. And so mm-hmm. we might... Like you said, we might as well share it and, like...
0: Might as well make some content help, out help, of
1: it. <laughs> help each other out <laughs> yeah. through it, right? And yeah. let people know, like, you'll be okay, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I loved this so much. Me too. Thank you so much for coming on and Thank being you for so me. open. Ugh, of course. Like, I could talk... Like, I literally could talk to you for hours. This is yeah. so good, but...
0: Thank you so, 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 so much. You're welcome. I can't wait to listen to it back.
1: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.